This is Retirement Talk. I'm Del Lowry. I've entitled this episode, The Con. My email just included a warning about a jury con that is now going around. It works like this. Someone calls claiming to be a court official who's threatening and says a warrant has been issued for your arrest because you didn't show up for jury duty. The caller claims to be a jury coordinator. If you protest that you never received a summons for jury duty, the scammer asks you for your social security number and date of birth so he or she can verify the information and cancel the arrest warrant. Sometimes they even ask for credit card numbers. Give out any of this information and bingo. Your identity has been stolen. The scam has been reported so far in 11 states. They use intimidation over the phone to bully people into giving information by pretending they're with the court system. The FBI and the federal court system have issued nationwide alerts on their websites warning consumers about the fraud. A few years ago, another fraud that surfaced concerned the Affordable Care Act, or Obamacare. There was just enough confusion about just exactly how this was going to work that it provided fertile ground for the con. People were calling or knocking on doors with dubious warnings about what needs to be done immediately. Social security numbers were given, credit card numbers and bank account information. People were conned. There's something about a con that has always fascinated me. Remembering that movie in the 60s, The Flim Flam Man. It starred George C. Scott as Mordecai Jones and Sue Lin as Bonnie Lee Packard. Mordecai is a con man. He can cheat anybody. What I recall is his basic philosophy, that you can't cheat an honest man. He always thought that the way you take advantage of someone is if they think they are getting a good deal, like they think they are beating the system also. That opens them up. Today, those of us with a computer in Internet service and cell phones have probably all experienced the letters from Nigeria or someplace else in Africa. They all promise us big riches if we will just send them a little bit of money to help them out of an urgent jam. They offer us a fortune for just a little investment and risk. Most of us delete these requests, but not everyone. I've heard of people who have lost all of their savings, their house, and their savings of their own mother, brothers, or children. Amazing. They think they're getting a deal, only to wake up one day just a bit short of money, and perhaps family and friends. We have to be careful. One of my favorite stories about cons actually happened to a co-worker of mine in Alaska. He taught business classes. One day in the spring of the year, he came to work 
and told me that this would be his last week teaching. He was quitting at the end of the week. He had entered into a partnership to buy a ship. I mean a big ship. These guys, his mysterious partners, had contacts with a United Nations ambassador that assured them of a contract with the United Nations to haul food and supplies to Africa. It would make each of them millionaires quickly. The owner of the ship was short out in cash. He needed money, and he needed it now. He was offering to sell this ship that was worth over $3.5 million for just $2.5 million. The contract to ship food and the supplies to Africa went with the ship. Time was of an essence. They needed the money fast. My friend sold his house at a loss to raise cash. He sold his apartment building at a loss to raise cash. He was drawing out his Alaskan retirement funds to raise cash. He was on his way to D.C. that very weekend with a suitcase full of money, hard cash, hundreds of thousands. Unbelievable, but true. He had taught for over 20 years in Alaska. He could have retired and started drawing retirement. He was in his mid-40s. We just shook our heads and asked him if he was sure about all this. He just put on this smile of victory and flew out of the far north. It wasn't long till I heard the news or the rest of the story. He had arrived in D.C. and stopped by the office on Saturday morning. The demand for money had been pushed up. The seller was desperate. If they could get the money that day to the seller, he would cut another half million dollars off the selling price. My co-worker delivered the cash to his new business partners. The following Monday, they would meet at the office and go over all the details and their future. The office never opened on Monday. There was no one there. My co-worker never saw the guys again. He never saw the money again. I chanced to run into my former co-worker a few years past that horrendous experience. He was walking down the street like he owned the world. I avoided the subject of the con. I asked him what he was doing, and he told me he was teaching classes on, and this is true, he was teaching classes on how to succeed in business. He appeared to be on top of the world. This is Retirement Talk. If you have questions, comments, or stories to share, contact Dell at retirementtalk.org.